You're listening to the Expect Sexy Results Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Cromie, and I'm a certified health and weight loss coach. I specialize in coaching clients who once had bariatric weight loss surgery, and then they regained some or a lot of their weight back. Weight loss surgery is a last resort option for someone who has tried everything, and yet not even a $25,000 invasive surgery can guarantee you get to goal weight. The piece that is missing for anyone and everyone looking to lose weight, whether it be 10 pounds or 100 pounds or more, it's how to reprogram your mind for weight loss. That is where I come in, your coach to finally having the body you want using transformation starting from the inside out. Even if you've been overweight your whole life, even if you had weight loss surgery and you either didn't get to go away or you regained all of your weight back, I've heard it all and yes, I can help. So just like watching any soap opera or telenovela out there, I want you to feel confident that with this podcast, you too can expect sexy results. Hey there, and welcome back to the Expect Sexy Results podcast. Today is episode number three, and I want to talk to you about the most important medicine for weight loss goals. And I bet it's not anything what you would ever guess. I'm talking about your ever-changing relationships. So more than ever, making friends is harder and harder. Think about how many times you break away from your set group of friends and find yourself needing to find a whole new group of friends. It happens when any big life change occurs, such as moving houses, going off to college, starting a new job, when we get married, and then again when we have a baby, right? And it happens when we experience a divorce or a breakup. And guess what else? Anyone who's had weight loss surgery knows that it definitely happens after weight loss surgery because before a lot of your activities, you don't even realize how many times your activities with your friends are food focused. And so you find that you're not, you're not wanting to go out to restaurants with them anymore or go out and drink. Um, that's something else that a lot of people with weight loss surgery don't do. And so you find that your friendships will change too. That's totally normal. But I want you to know that throughout our lives, that happens to everyone. We don't maintain the same group of friends we did when we were little kids. And if you do, that's extremely rare. So if you can do that, that's great. If you've grown up together and you still get along great, perfect. As long as there is a net positive to your relationship. So the, Har the Harvard study of adult development, it's an 80-year survey. They found that social isolation affects your physical health, even slowing down your metabolism. And I'm going to go more into that in just a few minutes. But as you know, we all start out as in a community. We're pack animals, right? We're born by a mother. And if we don't have someone to take care of us, if she doesn't take care of us or whatever, we die. So as animals, if we don't feel like we belong, sorry, as adults, we're not literally animals, as adults, if we don't feel like we belong and we feel isolated, it sets off a cellular chain reaction that causes disease to develop in our bodies with inflammation, which is the root of all disease, and suppressing the body's immune response. So you would think that with this being the age of social media, that we would have, e that we would be even more connected than ever. The problem is a lot of us don't use social media correctly. 
does logging into Facebook give you anxiety and feelings of jealousy and even more loneliness? All right, it's time to clean up your newsfeed and just hide those people from your timeline. They will never know it. You don't have to unfriend them, but you want to make sure they're only seeing the positive. Just let the positive people show up that are going to buoy you up. And I also want you to find a tribe within Facebook. So if you're not already in a group that really supports you and that really encourages friendships and relationships like mine does, you need to come on over to my Facebook group. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So be sure to click on that link and join us right away. All right. I take that Facebook group very seriously when it comes to how people treat each other. I am a no mean person allowed kind of a, of a, a moderator and any offense, I'm just going to boot you out. I, I don't have time to manage um, people who should be not treating each other poorly. <clears throat> if you want to go even deeper than the connections that you'll find in my Facebook group, I love the advice. My friend Jill Stanton, who hosts the podcast with her husband, Josh, it's called Screw the 9 to 5. She says one of her best life hacks is that she pays her friends. And okay, it's not that she is actually paying for friendship. Jill is talking about hiring a coach or joining a mastermind because this is about access to better people. A lot of us coaches are planning retreats, as am I, where the coach will host a weekend workshop in a beautiful location and they spend that time bonding and building lifelong friendships. It really is the best life hack because if you don't know, this is what a lot of people actually do. Matchmakers are paid for their access to really great potential partners that they've vetted. And entrepreneurs do this all the time. They hire mentors and coaches that are going to give them access to other high-level entrepreneurs, and then they use those connections. It is a very common thing to pay for friends, quote unquote. There's so many different interest groups that do this. And if you are not hip to that yet, now you are. So <clears throat> getting healthy is a team sport. Friend power is stronger than willpower. That's what Dr. Mark Hyman says. I love that quote. So I read a lot of business books and almost every single business book I've read, I swear, almost every single one has brought up the... Uh, founder and CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz. He must be the darling of entrepreneurs because everyone always talks about him as a case study. He, he's so fascinating. We all know he grew up in public housing and started his, his coffee shop out of nothing. And the reason why I'm bringing him up now is because his vision for Starbucks was that his, you know, his why for doing it was that he wanted to create what they call in Starbucks culture, they call it third place. So you know what third place is. Your home is your first place, work is second place. Well, what's third place for you? It could be Starbucks. Back then when he started up, um, it took off really fast because while Dunkin' Donuts was so much cheaper and so much faster, it was about in and out, in and out, it was so much easier for like construction workers or police officers to come through and get their coffee. Starbucks was one of the first that was like, hey, come hang out and stay a while. So they built a whole culture around making sure that their store is considered third place. But there are other, many other third places available, such as your book club, church, gym, um, 
support groups, meetup. There's like the meetup app where you can find interest groups and Hey, an online membership, like with your coach, Lori Crowley. But anyway, my point is at first you're not going to feel comfortable. That's so normal because when we're, when we're pack animals, we feel a little bit uh, isolated and left out when we first start going, but I promise you, the more you go, it's going to start feeling like it is your cave. You belong there. You are part of that family. It just takes time and exposure to it, but it's worth it. So decide where you want your third place to be and make it so. So what about, what about um, the friendships and family members, um, who are not supportive, but they're meaningful relationships that you obviously don't want to distance yourself from. Like say maybe your, your, um, husband doesn't support your weight loss efforts. Maybe, um, maybe he's bringing home a lot of junk food that's been hard and it's hard for you to resist. And he's like, and he's asking you if you want some, and obviously you don't. Well, Okay. Here's the, here's what I have decided about this, that what if, and this can go for any relationship at all that you don't want to cut off, but they're, they're causing problems for you. What if all you did was just love them? What if your husband's only job was to be the object of your affection, but for your weight loss support, you go to the Facebook group instead. So don't set him up for those expectations of having to be your weight loss support when you can get it from people who really understand what you're going through. You're going to be so much more successful if you come into the group and hang out with us versus trying to force someone else into understanding how you are now. And that could make them um, resentful. It could, it could really backfire. So what if their only job was to be your your friend, your lover, whatever it is that they're, but you don't have those expectations on them that they have to be a certain way. You can find what you need for weight loss in the support group. All right. And plus, you know, it only takes one person to change a relationship anyway. If they matter to you, change yourself first. In most relationships, it only takes one of the two to change the whole dynamic. So if it's in your marriage, if you become your ideal mate, your spouse will pick up on that subliminally and will naturally start to change and meet you there. So when it comes to friendships at all, every time my kids talk about friends at school and maybe they don't feel like they're being accepted as to who they are or whatever is going on, I always, always ask them, what are you doing to be a good friend first? You, before you can be a good friend outward, you have to look inward. So I want you to think about who are the people that are in your life right now? Who are your friends? Who are your coworkers? Who are your family members? And then I want you to decide which of them bring me up and which of them pull me down. Which are helping me get to my goals, which are keeping me away. And so we're going to want to like focus on nurturing more the friendships that are blowing us up, right? And then I want you to think about what are the qualities that I want in a friend or a job or a romantic partner? What are all the qualities that I want in something else? Because those are the things that I'm going to embody in myself first. 
once you embody that person, that's just what you're going to attract. Because say that you, if you are someone who goes to the bar every night to drink, you're just going to attract someone else who goes to the bar every night and drink. But if that's not what you want, if what you want is someone who's very religious, who doesn't go out at night, then, you know, maybe go to, maybe start hanging out at your church more often with this, with the, um, the singles groups or whatever is out there. I want you to really think about also, how are you showing up in the world? What are you posting on social media? Are you posting things that make other people feel bad about themselves? Or are you allowing yourself to be vulnerable and showing your vulnerable side and letting people know that you're not perfect? And what kind of qualities do you possess that you can offer a friendship? How are you being a friend? Are you remembering birthdays? Are you commenting and liking on people's photos? How are you showing up? So I told you earlier that there is a real physical chain reaction in our bodies when we're lonely and we need we don't feel like we belong. And so these hormones, we have uh, social hormones. They're neurotransmitters in the brain. They're chemicals that the brain sets off. And the problem is, is that they're not just turned on by default. Wouldn't that be convenient if we just always had like happy feeling hormones just by default? But no, unfortunately, we have to do something to have earned them. So for example, serotonin, which is common for people that are usually low for people who are depressed, serotonin. That is the hormone that's released when you are looking for social advantage and competition, like you're trying to raise your status. Um, yeah, so it's about like competition, right? But also oxytocin, the hormone that releases when you are feeling connection to somebody else. Again, if you're not part of a tribe, you die because you're not producing any oxytocin. It's the same chemical that's released when you're breastfeeding your baby. It, and then they are releasing lots of oxytocin. You're having this beautiful exchange. But it is the connection hormone and you need it. So what are the hormonal impacts of loneliness? Well, if you're lacking these two neurotransmitters specifically, you're going to see a decreased quality of sleep. You're going to see decreases in your cognitive function, how your brain works and, and stores memory. You're going to see decreases in the executive function of your brain. So you're not thinking clearly or you're making irrational decisions. It lowers your cardiovascular function. The stress and the fear are terrible on our hearts. And that's a big deal right now as I record this in March 2020 with the coronavirus. Being afraid is actually causing us problems. It's, it's lowering our immune system. So with the, the lower immune system, we're getting, the, it's from the cortisol that's being raised, right? The fight or flight hormone. We're stressed out, we're fearful. So we're getting a lot of cortisol, which is the same hormone that stores belly fat. It's not gonna let you get rid of your belly fat. And it raises inflammation. The root cause of all disease is inflammation in the body. And it lowers, not having those hormones also lowers the expression of genes that are antiviral. Again, so important for the spread of the coronavirus, right? So I just want you to know that um, if ever you, you don't even know why, but you just suddenly feel out of the blue, you feel awash with a sudden sense of overwhelm, of sadness, despair, loneliness, anxiety. I just want you to know that 
that's normal. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And I know a lot of people think, oh, wow, I thought that was just me that that happens to. It happens to me every night at dusk. I don't, I don't even know what triggers it, but a lot of the times, sometimes our child, like we have a trigger and it's related to something from our childhood. And sometimes we don't know, but just knowing that it happens to everybody else, then you're not alone. It helps so much just to know that, right? It hits all of us. So that's why I want you to come over to the Facebook group. That's when, when, especially when you feel that that's when you got to come over to the Facebook group and start to connect with us. So go to the show notes. It's expectsexyresults.com slash three. That's the number of the episode. And you're going to find the link for the Facebook group. Come join us. I want to see you over there. Let's connect. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you got tons of great takeaways from this episode. To find the show notes for this episode, along with any resources mentioned today, please visit expectsexyresults.com. If you find you're benefiting from this podcast, please help me be able to find and help others. To pay it forward, just head over to iTunes to rate this podcast and leave a review. Doing so will tell iTunes you find this content valuable, causing my show to come up in search results for those who are seeking massive transformation. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to help me spread the word.